Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of This Dream House, the show that is all about the house. we got a great show today. We have Jason Gray of Gray Penny. But before we get to Jason, we want to give out our email address so you all can win those big prizes at tdhcincy at gmail.com. Once again, tdhcincy at gmail.com. We're doing Louder Than Life. We're doing Hometown Rising. We're doing Bourbon and Beyond. And, of course, we're doing a lot of tickets at Bogart, so all kinds of fun stuff. So remember to write in to tdhcincy and win those prizes. So, Jason, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be here. So how did gray painting get its start? Well, gray painting's started back in 1971, and it was started by my father, who was a school teacher at the time and needed to earn some extra money to uh, raise his family. My grandfather was a wallpaper hanger and a painter, so my dad started working with him, gaining the skills that he needed in order to run his own business, and he's been painting around the greater Oklahoma City area ever since then, and even to today, does some small jobs. And when I was about 13, he started taking me to work with him, and I started doing menial tasks on the jobs, like removing wall plates and unloading the car, loading the car up, cleaning up the job. And as I showed that I could take on more responsibilities, he would delegate that to me. And fast forward to 2009, I was married, and my wife and I were about to have our first baby. We moved to Loveland, Ohio, and that's when I started it here in Loveland. Wow. So in other words, you've been apprenticing since age 13? Yes, sir. Wow. And then, like you said, 2009 is where it all started here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So how did the uh, the beginning start with here in Ohio? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, it was me working alone. I had no reputation to fall back on, and I had to put a lot of legwork into it. So I started marketing myself the best I knew how, and I found some local publications that I put an ad into, and I started taking on small projects here and there. I think for the first uh, year and a half, I worked by myself, but at that point, I started gaining a little traction and building a clientele and had to start hiring employees. So is the company still located in Loveland? Yes, yeah. We're based out of Loveland. We don't have a storefront or a showroom, but that's where our office is, and that's where our shop's located. Excellent. So what type of growth have you experienced? You mentioned you know, having to hire more employees. Uh, how big is the, the company ended up getting? Well, the com- it's, we have five full-time employees right now, and I, since about six years ago, I have employed anywhere from four to eight employees, uh, and the challenge isn't finding the work. It's more about finding people who are committed, to, that want to commit to a company and stay there, um, but the, uh, the work is definitely there, but with the five employees I have, we're fortunate enough to have plenty of work that we kind of get to pick and choose our own work. Mm-hmm. So when we're offered uh, like lead-based paint jobs, we don't take those on for two reasons. One, we're not certified to take yeah. them on, but two, it's not good for your health to be breathing in the lead dust. Exactly. Oh, my. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing anymore. Yeah, it is. There's uh, heavy federal regulations around it, actually. Oh, no. that I mean, they were allowed to do that, though, have lead-based ba- uh, paint. I oh, think. yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's the paint that's underneath all the newer paint. Oh. So when the paint's peeling and you're removing that down to the bare oh, wood. okay. So it's the removal of it. Yes, okay. Sir. So, yeah. yeah, for a second there, I was all like, what do you mean? You can add new lead paint? No. Like, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, with that, tell us a little bit about your current team. I have a great team right now. I have five full-time employees. Uh, My team leader is Jeff Adkins. He's my right-hand man. He's been with me for almost eight years now, and uh, he really knows all the aspects of the painting job from start to finish, and he can really ensure a quality job gets done. And I have four other workers right now that are Beth, Brian, Ted, and Matt, and they're also very good workers. They, They show up every day. They work a full day. 
They're committed to the company. They're reliable. They're personable. They communicate well with the homeowners. So it's it's everything that I could wish for right now on my team. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say that's mm-hmm. what you want in employees. Like you said, hardworking, dedicated, sure. and it seems like uh, they do the best they can for the customer. So um, speaking about the best for the customer, do you offer free estimates for customers? We do offer free estimates, yes, and we, we do it on-site only. I have had some requests through email, like, I get an email with dimensions of a room asking for a price. I don't do that. But as far as showing up at your home or place yeah. of business, we can do free estimates that way. I agree with you. That makes more sense. So that way you can factor everything in mm-hmm. and you're you know, giving them an honest, accurate quote. Right. What is the difference between a quote, though, and an estimate? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of people don't know the difference, and both are definitely out there. So what pretty much what a quote is, that's a promised price. Mm-hmm. For, for example, if I give you an estimate that's $1,000, at the end of the job, your price is $1,000 unless work was added on. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, An estimate is somebody's best guess as to what the job is going to cost and more than likely will raise by the end of the job. And I would advise homeowners out there that are getting estimates or quotes for the projects to be very clear with the contractor and make sure that they understand exactly what they're getting uh, it's not uncommon practice for some contractors to give estimates intentionally so they'll have a lower price at the beginning and get the job and then raise it by the end. Exactly. So it sounds like you definitely want a quote, not an estimate. Right. Excellent. So why is it important to put the customer's needs first? So the customer is the boss. They they hire us, and they're going to trust us to do a good job in their home. And we based our whole business around customer satisfaction, making sure that they are happy with the outcome. So we're in their homes, we're around their belongings, the place where their family lives. We want to make sure that we're meeting, if not exceeding, their expectations. So what role does listening play in that? Well, listening is a big part of that. Uh, Communication, I believe, is key in any relationship, and listening is a big part of the communication. So when I do estimates, the first thing I do is just speak to the homeowner for five or ten minutes to find out what they really want to have done. So we'll walk around the house, we'll look in the different rooms if it's an interior, or we'll walk around the outside, look at the outside of the house on an exterior estimate, and I listen to what they want to have done. I take notes on that before I take any notes on painting. That way I make sure that I'm meeting their needs. Like, for example, some people may be sensitive to the fumes in the paint, Mm -hmm. and in that case we can go with a low VOC paint or a zero VOC paint. Nice. So is that a way to avoid, uh, obviously a way to avoid headaches because of the the type of paint, but a way to avoid uh, headaches and surprises? Yeah, absolutely. That's one way to avoid the headaches and surprises for sure. Uh, In other ways that we we do that is just through good planning and communication, uh, having integrity and showing up when we're supposed to be there. For example, if I schedule an estimate for 8 o'clock, chances are pretty good the homeowner has scheduled their morning around that estimate. And if I'm not showing up at 8 and I'm coming in around 8.30, I've then messed up their plans for the morning, which is a big headache for them. And that would also continue into the job. Once we start the job, we're going to show up on time. We've had homeowners wait around for us to get there to let us into the home, or maybe they want to show us something or ask us a question. And if they're standing around waiting on us, that's also a headache for them. Um, Another way we eliminate headaches is by checking our voicemails and our emails and replying to those as quickly as we can. We try to do... 24-hour reply, but if we can't, at least within two days. 
And one way that we eliminate the uh, surprises is just by giving a quote in the beginning. Excellent. So it sounds like you were saying before the communication is so important. And, of course, the other thing that's important is that uh, type of pride you take in your craftsmanship. I mean, it really seems like uh, that's uh, an important uh, part of the uh, the service. Yes, it really is. It's what the business is based around. It's just providing quality result all the way around. That's kind of the reputation we have. And if you read the reviews online, that's the feeling that I get at least when I'm reading the reviews from the homeowners, that they're appreciative of the craftsmanship that we offer. And thankfully, I have a crew that takes a lot of pride in their work. And they do their best painting a job, but they don't just assume it's done the first time around. They're willing to go back to look for mistakes and to correct anything that might need to be fixed. So you mentioned earlier, what is it, uh, no VC or little VC? or So what are some of the other types of quality products that you use? Uh, we use a lot of quality products, mostly high-end products, because we understand that the better products we use, the, the better the job is going to be and the longer it's going to last. A lot of the paints that we use come from Sherwin-Williams. That's the majority of our paints. We use their top of the line, the emerald. We like their interior paint. It touches up well. Another interior paint we really like is the Benjamin Moore Aura. As far as trim and doors go or cabinets, we like using the Emerald Urethane um, Enamel, which is also a Sherwin-Williams product. And the outside for homes, we use Emerald Exterior Paint on those too. It's just a thicker paint. It goes on well. Um, but beyond paint, we also use higher-end caulking. And that's important to keep the joints of your wood sealed up to prevent moisture from getting into those areas, which can lead to rot possibly mold oh so, my. Yeah. so yeah you think of all the, the all the stuff not just the paint but oh no yes yeah yes yeah all your products and that's gonna it's gonna last longer uh, give the paint job a longer lifetime so do you do uh, residential and commercial painting yes we do both we do primary residential as our as our main source of work but some of the homeowners that we do work for own businesses, and they'll call us into their businesses to do work there as well, but mainly it's the residential painting. So what is your hiring process like? You mentioned earlier that you're, you know, you could find people that could paint, but you want to find the right people. Exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty picky when I hire, and it it is a process. It's pretty in-depth. So I'll post an ad online, usually on ZipRecruiter, and I'll get a lot of replies to my ad. So the, the first step in that process is the initial phone call where I speak to the prospective employee and kind of see what they're about, what experience they have, and see how that conversation goes. And if they sound like they could be a good fit, I'll then check their references. I'll always ask for two work references mm-hmm. so I can talk to the employers and see what type of employee they were, uh, if that employer would hire them back. And if that checks out, then I'll schedule a second interview in which I meet with them in person, kind of go more in depth. So with that uh, being said, what do you look for in a team member? In a team member? Uh, well, we have three pillars to the business. We have honesty, integrity, and professionalism. So from the get-go on that first interview, I'm listening for hints of those three core values. And then once if we hire somebody on, we start really looking for the values. Are they showing up on time? Are they working all day long and not cutting out early, which can be somewhat common in the painting industry? So um, do you ever use subcontractors? Uh, No, we don't. I used to. I tried it out once about seven years ago, and that's the reason I don't anymore. We we had one summer. Our schedule was way behind. It was a rainy summer. 
and the schedule was pushed back. And I had a mm-hmm. homeowner that was asking me when her project was going to start. We were trying to get her started, but we kept getting rained out. And when you're working outside, if it rains, you have to move indoors. Inside, yep. And mm-hmm. once you start the indoor project, we stay till it's done. So it kept pushing the exterior schedule back. And so I thought, well, she's been asking me every week now for probably a month when we're coming. I'm trying to get to her. And I didn't want to put her in front of the other clients that had been waiting. So I thought, hey, I got an idea. I'll hire some subcontractors, and that way I can get her in and she'll be happy. So I did my research, and I found a uh, father-son duo out of Kentucky that sounded really good. And their references checked out. And I spoke to them on the phone. They sounded good. So we met up, and I explained to them uh, what I expected on the job. You know, not just a good paint job, but I I prefer my painters to give the homeowner a good experience. And that includes showing up on time, working a full day, cleaning up your messes at the end of the day, um, not smoking near the house, et cetera. But as the job progressed, it was clear they didn't really weren't concerned with what I wanted to have done. They were doing it their own way. I showed up one day. They were painting on their ladders, had their shirts off, were smoking their cigarettes. The smoke was going into the house. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we got a call from the homeowner. She was pretty disappointed about that. And then the, the grand finale was the last day of the job. Uh, the son took the car out to go get something from Sherwin, and the car broke down, and the father was waiting on him. They were finished, so he pulled all their materials out to the front yard in a very nice neighborhood. He had ladders and empty paint buckets and a bunch of materials, and he just decided to take a nap in the front yard. What the so, heck? Yeah. So his homeowners were driving by. They're seeing this next to my sign in the front yard. Yeah. And I actually pulled up that day and witnessed it myself. And oh, wow. And that was pretty much the moment I decided not to sub out jobs anymore. That is perfectly understandable. Yeah, I was going to say that, and the part that uh, baffles me, why would you want to paint without your shirt on? Wouldn't you get paint all over you? You do, but in the summer times it gets really hot. Oh, okay. So I understand. We'll wear tank tops, but well, I like yeah, to that's have understandable, yeah, something. Yeah, I just, I just, right. yeah, I don't think I'd want to get you know, paint on my chest hair and all that. <laughs> then again, I'm not good at painting, so for me, I'd get it everywhere. Well, you guys are experts, so yeah, you do yeah. just fine with that. So why should I paint my house? Uh, painting your house on the inside is more for the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. So you're having a Christmas party or a big birthday party, you may want to freshen up the walls. Uh, another reason, if you have water damage, uh, which happens pretty frequently from toilets, bathtubs, a leaky roof, you may have to fix the water damage, have some painting done. And then a lot of homeowners will paint when they're selling. It's just going to help sell the house faster. If the potential buyer walks in and they see the paintings done, they know that's one less thing they have to do. Uh, but on the outside of the house, you want to paint the house to protect it. So why should I have a professional do it? Uh, professionals, I would have a professional do it for several reasons. One of the main reasons uh, that we hear is just people don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the homeowners we work for are professionals, and they both go to work during the day. And when they come home and have a little bit of free time or on the weekends, they don't want to spend it painting. Uh, another reason is that a true professional painter, they're going to know the best practices, so therefore you're going to get better results. And painting, it can be messy, like you mentioned, getting paint on your chest hair. So if you're not a very clean person, you know, and you don't like getting, or if you are a clean person, don't like getting messy, that's another reason to hire a professional. And when it comes to the outside of a house, most homeowners just don't have the tools it takes to paint the outside. They don't have the tall ladders, may not have the equipment. So is there any part of the house that you will not paint? 
Uh, very few, very few. Uh, you can paint most surfaces in a house or on a house. Um, the ones I would caution against, and at least if anyone's planning on doing that to do your homework, would be flooring pretty much, uh, whether it's your garage floor, a porch, or a patio. You definitely want to do a test for moisture before you do that mm-hmm. because if there is moisture in the substrate, it is going to evaporate out. Oh. And if you seal that surface uh, with a paint, mm-hmm. That moisture is going to cause that to, to bubble and blister, and then it's become, it's going to become a, uh, a problem area, a maintenance mm. area for you to deal with moving down the line. Uh, there are other areas that you, I would caution against that you can paint as long as you paint them correctly, and that would be like vinyl siding on the exterior of a house. You have to use a vinyl-safe tint if you want to do that, and you don't want to go too far from the original color of the siding or mm-hmm. else the siding could warp potentially. Oh. Uh, and then vinyl windows on the inside of a house, I, I wouldn't really recommend painting those. You can do it, but it could, again, become a maintenance issue down the road. How have you been able to keep, uh, or how would you be able to keep my belongings safe? It sounds like you were saying having me move them ahead of time makes sense. But even if they're in the center of the room, are there any mm-hmm. concerns about uh, any damage? That's a good question, too. Yeah, well, if whatever the homeowner doesn't move, uh, we will move to the center of the room for sure. And then we take any lamp that's on a table. Those go underneath Mm -hmm. the tables. And everything gets covered with plastic all the way down to the floor. And we secure the plastic. And that way those items are protected from any paint. If we're painting ceilings, it might have little splatters that come down. And it would also protect it from dust as we sand the drywall patches on the walls. And we can also move little pieces of furniture out of the room if necessary. You mentioned earlier about cleaning up afterwards. Uh, how important is it to do that, and uh, about how long does something like that usually take? I think it's very important. We have uh, our team, we have it set up where every day at 4.30. We start what we call the daily cleanup. Mm-hmm. And on the inside of a house, we're gonna have, we have a staging area where we have a drop cloth folded in half. So it's double thickness, and that's where all the extra paint goes, all the tools go. The rollers, the uh, roller handles, trays, etc. Uh, we go through the house that we're working in, and we grab all our tools and move them to that one location. And we're definitely aware if there are children in the home, we want to put wrap up the paint pretty tight and make sure any kind of sharp putty knives or utility knives are put away. And on the outside of the house, we it's pretty much the same process. We pick one spot where we put all of our ladders, all of our tools, so that they're out of the way in case the homeowner wants to mow the lawn or something like that. Do you have a lot of repeat business? We do. We do. Like I said, our company is based on providing the best customer service that we possibly can, and people appreciate that, and they uh, return clients because of it. So how important is repeat business to uh, your business? It's very important. Over the years, uh, we keep track of where we get our leads, and what we've noticed more often than not is it's the repeat business that keeps us moving during the wintertime because during the wintertime, late fall and even into early spring, we just can't work outside. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, we can't go two places. We have to go one. That's Mm -hmm. inside. So therefore, our work schedule gets gets pretty tight some years. But with the repeat business, I've been able to keep all my employees working without having to lay them off during the winters. So it's very important to us. So how long does interior painting usually take? Uh, Well, it, it will depend on what all you're having painted. If you want to have one room painted, you could have a room painted in a day. And if you want to have your whole house painted and you have a 2,600-square-foot home, it might take, you know, 7 to 10 days and would also depend on whether you're wanting to paint just the walls or if you want to paint the ceiling, the walls, 
in so the there's trim. a lot of variables. It yes, sir. Like. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So it sounds like it, it can be completely it just depends on uh, how much. But like like you were saying, in one say one room, uh, one room is usually what a day. A day, typically, you could probably do wall ceiling at least the walls and the ceiling in a day. It depends on how much trim there is to do or how many repairs that might be involved. Yeah, I made a mistake one time. I uh, painted the bathroom bangle orange with a black ceiling. <laughs> yeah, uh, the wife did not care yeah, for that. Sure not. Yeah, she was yeah. not a fan. She said it was a little too much. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can in see hindsight, that. yeah. So how long does exterior paint take? Uh, exterior paint, generally, three to five days. It's Again, it's going to depend mm-hmm. size of the house. It's going to depend on how much prep is needed, uh, if there are any repairs that need to be done. But day one is always a cleaning day for us. Uh, not everybody cleans the house before they paint them, but we want to make sure it's ready to go and accept the paint. So day one, that's what we do. And then after that, Again, just depends on the variables of how much prep there is to do and or repairs. You mentioned uh, interior painting is more of a, an ex- uh, aesthetic thing, mm-hmm. where it's more of you know choice. But how often do you need to paint uh, the outside of a house? The outside of a house, it's very important to keep the outside up, and that's that's a great question. And I would uh, think that people would need to be aware that once you have a good paint job on your home, every seven to ten years would be uh, the the maximum amount of time you'd want to wait before you repaint your home. If you just move into a home and you don't know when it was mm-hmm. painted last, you want to start looking for any telltale signs that it might need a new paint job. The obvious one would be peeling paint, but there are other ways to know if the paint's starting to break down. And one of those ways is just if the paint's chalky. You just take your hand and rub it on there. If you get chalk on your fingertips, it's breaking down. It's not protecting your wood the way it should be, and it might be time to paint. And another way is just for looking for dark spots on the wood trim, especially up high. That's mildew. It's starting to feed on the paint. That's another sign that your paint's starting to break down. And it might be time to paint or it's at least getting close. And the final thing you can look for is the joints of the wood. If they're caulked in, if that's broken out, you'd at least need to caulk that in. But that might be another indicator that it's time to paint the outside. So which exterior paint is the best? You mentioned, what, Sherman-Williams? Uh... Yeah, Sherman-Williams Emerald. That's our our favorite. We've used several different kinds. Uh, that one goes on nice. It dries down nicely. It doesn't drag or, you know, what, like if you're painting a three-foot section mm-hmm. and then you move to your right and paint another section and blend it in, some paints dry too fast. Mm-hmm. And when you overlap that, it causes what we call a drag. Oh. It creates a small texture that you can see once you're done painting. Uh, so the emerald tends not to drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that, but not just the emerald. I would recommend it in a satin sheen because satin sheens have more acrylic in them, So, which is going to provide – it does provide more shininess to the paint, mm-hmm. but it's also going to give you more protection from moisture, and oh, it's nice. going to give you more protection from the UV rays from the sun. So for exterior, more, like you said, the satin, but – Probably not on the interior as much? Uh, it, it's a matter of preference on the interior. Okay. Some people, a lot of people like to go with matte, which is between a flat and a satin. Mm-hmm. Some oh. people do prefer satin. So uh, the other thing you mentioned earlier, your grandfather did wallpaper. Do mm-hmm. you all do wallpaper? Uh, we don't hang it, but we do take it down. So how do you uh, remove it? Do you use like a steamer? Uh, we don't use a steamer. We actually do it the way I learned back when I was working with my dad. In the late 80s is a garden sprayer. We'd fill that with hot water and then mix in wallpaper solution to that. Huh. We spray it on the face of it, and then we try to pull the face of the paper off first, and then there's a backing paper on the back. 
and then you could soak that and scrape it off carefully. That's that's the ideal way, at least. It doesn't always come off that easily. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it can be yeah. quite stubborn at times. Yeah. But with that, I mean, um, is that uh, does that add a lot of time to the job, or about how long does? I mean, I know it. Once again, it varies. It just depends on how big the room and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it, it can. Some rooms the wallpaper pulls off dry. Believe it or not. Oh wow. Yeah, those are dream jobs. They don't happen very often. Other jobs, it could take a full day to do a room, just, you know, get the wallpaper off the walls. And then if the walls weren't prepped right before the paper was hung, there'll be more damage to the walls. So now that damage would need to be repaired before the painting takes place. And why is it important to remove the wallpaper as opposed to just painting over it? Well, if you just paint over it, more more times than not, you're going to see the seams. You're going to see, so you'll have a solid color on the wall versus most wallpapers have a pattern. You're not going to notice the seams as much because they're blending in. Mm-hmm. If you just paint over your wallpaper, you're going to see the seams. And if there's loose places in the paper and you put on a heavy, a heavier coat of paint, it could cause that to let loose a little bit. And when you're not um, when you're not doing the painting, I understand you do pressure washing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do pressure washing, yeah. And part of that is part of the painting process, oh. like we talked earlier about the exterior prep. So day one, we do come and we, we pressure wash the house. We actually do a soft wash. Oh. So where we mix our chemicals, we spray it on the house. It kills the mildew, releases the dirt and the grime, and then we rinse the house off. But we do offer regular pressure washing services as well as far as patios, driveways, and sidewalks. So in other words, you clean the house before you paint it? Wow. Absolutely. That is yes, pretty sir. cool. Yeah. Yes, sir. We want to make sure the surface is ready to accept the paint. That is awesome. I, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So with that, um, why is it important to have a professional do that and use a type of tool like that? Yeah. Well, to save you the headaches, I would think, with pressure washing, you know, it, it can be fun. But if you don't really know what you're doing and you get out there and you don't know how to apply the even pressure and you're cleaning your sidewalk off, when it's wet and you're cleaning it, it looks good. But when it dries, if you haven't applied an equal amount of pressure across the surface, it's going to be streaky. Ooh. So a professional is going to have the right equipment to make sure that's not going to happen. Hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like we've learned a lot about painting from Jason Gray from Gray Painting Today. Uh, Jason, before we let you go, where on social media, where on the web should they check you out at? Well, our our web address is gray g-r-a-y dash painting dot com on facebook it's facebook.com forward slash gray painting llc and on twitter you can find us at twitter.com forward slash gray painting excellent thank you jason for joining us today Mm -hmm. thank you james it's a pleasure are you looking to drive more traffic in your door are you looking to expand and open new stores do you have a hard time using your co-op or leveraging your vendors to drive new business into your business If so, North Media is the advertising agency for you. We're a full-service advertising agency with a proven track record of success. Contact us today at northmedia.net for a free consultation. Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom is your kitchen appliance headquarters. Save 30 to 60% every day on everything from LG and GE to KitchenAid and Samsung. If you're considering upgrading your home appliances or mattresses, stop at any one of Appliance Factory of Mattress Kingdom locations. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory has largest Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and COE Selection. Visit AppliancePactory.com. Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of This Dream House, a show that's all about the house. Joining us is Chris from iFly. Chris, I had an amazing experience up there at iFly a couple weeks ago, and you know what? 
I want to learn more. As an adult, is there a way for me to join a league or learn to uh, to fly on a more regular basis? There is. Uh, we have our adult league um, on Wednesday nights, uh, which starts at 6. Uh, then we also have uh, flight school, more so for the kids, on Thursdays and Sundays. Uh, both of those days, it starts at 6. Uh, again, it's a great way to get into the sport. Uh, if you want to just learn how to fly, I have a lot of people that come in and they just want to learn how to fly. Uh, then there's also people that uh, maybe have aspirations to get into skydiving, and this wind tunnel is a great tool to uh, improve and learn new skills uh, for skydiving. That is phenomenal. So with, say, with the school, uh, for example, uh, how many weeks does it typically run? How long are the classes? that kind of thing. So that really is depending on the person um, for how much time they want to do. Um, it's something that you can kind of come and go as you please. It's not like you have to buy for 12 weeks out or 13 weeks out, whatever. Uh, you can just, like, if you want to come this week and you're available, come on in. Uh, it's, it runs every week whether, uh, you know, we have 10 people or we have one person. Uh, we're here to do it. Um so that's pretty much how that works. So how do we join a league? How do we join classes? So really you can just kind of come on in and check it out if you wanted to. Uh, you can call, make a reservation. Uh, if you want to just kind of come in on a night where it's going on, you're more than welcome to just kind of hang out and watch, um, kind of see what it, see what all kind of goes on with it, what goes into it. Uh, feel free to ask, you know, myself if you come in on Wednesdays. Uh, I'm the one that heads up the adult league on Wednesday nights. Uh, so feel free to come on in. I can answer any questions you have. Um, so, yeah, call online, make a reservation, uh, anything like that. Um, that's how you do it. Before we let you go, where on social media, where on the web should they check you all out at? Uh, you can check us out, like, on Facebook uh, at iFly uh, Cincinnati. Um, and then you can also go to iFlyWorld.com, and that's our kind of our, our overall website. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next Saturday for this Dreamhouse on 1460 ESPN.